If you'd like to find your place in Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, and our theme verse for Friendship Baptist Church for 2023 is found in 1 Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10, and it says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. This is the will of God for every Christian's life. If it was good for the Colossians, it's good for us. And if we want to know what we need to be doing this year, this is exactly what we need to be doing. And I would like to, I started this message last week on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and this is the third message here on on that particular verse. And the title is Increasing in the Knowledge of God. God wants you to increase in His knowledge. God does not want you to come to a, a status quo or come to a, just a, a level out on a plateau there where you don't gain more knowledge of Him. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Let's start reading there. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. God desires for the child of God to walk a walk that is worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, which speaks of our motivation. And we ought, our desire ought to be pleasing unto the Lord. And God desires that we be fruitful in every good work. And God also wants us to increase in the knowledge of God. That word increase here has to do with a continual gain. You can never get enough of the Word of God. You can never get enough of the knowledge of God. The more that you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, the more you allow the fruit of the Spirit to to be manifest in you, the more that you give yourself to doing that which was God hath ordained for you to do, then the more you apply yourself to God's Word and apply it to your life, then the more you will increase in the knowledge of God. Think about what you knew about God when you got saved. And now think about, that could be five years, it could be a week ago, but you should know more now than you did then. All I knew when I got saved was that I was a sinner on the way to a devil's hell and that Jesus died on the cross to set me free. That's what I knew. I knew God loved me. Jesus died for me. He was buried and he rose again. 
where the Holy Ghost convicted me of my sin. He convicted me of righteousness and of judgment. And I humbled myself before God and put my faith in Him and He saved me. And that's all I needed to know to get saved. Because only Jesus could save me. But since I got saved, I didn't stay at that same level of knowledge of God. In 1 Peter 2.2 it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. There's an expectation for the child of God to increase in the knowledge of God. We ought to grow in Him. In 2 Peter 3.18 it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So how do you do that? How do you increase in the knowledge of God? Well, it starts by studying God's Word. Applying God's Word to our hearts. Because you see, it's through the Word of God that you're going to learn how to lead others to Christ. It's through a knowledge of God and, and to know Him more that you'll be able to lead someone else to that saving knowledge through the Word of God. I remember this lady with a letter to the Lord and, and bless her heart, she, 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 she wanted her husband to get saved. But all she could tell him is, you're going to die and go to hell. <laughs> If you don't get right with God, you're going to die and go to hell. And, and she'd just been saved a few days. I mean, she, she really didn't have a whole lot of understanding except that she had came to the point where she realized she was a sinner in need of a Savior. And she called out to Jesus who was the only one who could save her. And all she knew to do was just tell him, you're going to die and go to hell if you don't get right with God. If you don't get saved, you're, going to, you're just going to die and go to hell. Well, she scared that man to death. But thank God, a few, a few days later, I was able to witness to this man and open up the Scriptures and show him why he needed to be saved. Not just the fact that he was a sinner and on his way to a devil's hell, but why he needed to be saved. And I explained that through the Scriptures. You see, it's through the Word of God that you're going to learn how to walk worthy of the Lord and the all-pleasing. You're not going to learn that any other way but through God's Word. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Where are you going to find the will of God for your life? Well, I mean, where are you going to find it? It's not some little warm, fuzzy feeling. The will of God. That's not what it is. The will of God comes from His Word. What God would have you to do is going to come through the Word of God. The more knowledge you gain of the Scripture, then the more you'll know the will of God for your life. I used to have teenagers would come up to me and ask me to pray for them, you know, and I'd get done preaching. They'd come up and say, hey, would you pray for me? Uh, I, you know, for, I just want to know the will of God for my life. And, you know, all that sounds spiritual. But I would immediately just in turn ask them, well, do you read your Bible every day? Because, you see, that's the will of God for your life right now. 
is that you meditate in God's Word every day. Do you do that? Because I can pray for you, but if you're not doing the basics, then you, there's no use me praying for anything else but for you to just do what you ought to be doing. I'd ask them, do you pray? Do you go to church faithfully? Are you faithful to give a witness to, uh, for Christ to your friends? Then at this right here, then do you obey your parents all the time? Because that's the will of God for their lives. I know people who made a profession of faith and two or three years later they still had no more knowledge of God than the day they got saved. They failed to have a walk that was worthy of the Lord. They, they, they failed in being fruitful and they failed to increase in the knowledge of God. You see, it's not Paul's responsibility to walk worthy of the Lord for them. He couldn't be fruitful for them. He, he, he could not increase the knowledge of God for them. Same thing, a child goes to school. And he can sit in the classroom every day, never miss a day, never call in sick, and he's there every day, and he can still fail to pass his grade. How is that? He or she did not apply themselves. They failed to gain the knowledge required. Me personally, for this year, I've asked the Lord to help me this year to get wisdom and understanding. I'm asking the Lord for that. But if I don't apply myself to wisdom, then apply that wisdom into understanding, then my prayer is just that, it's a prayer. God will answer that prayer if I'll apply myself. I want to have wisdom. I want understanding. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Here's a father that kind of sounds like an Old Testament Apostle Paul. Because he, he's telling these Colossians, Paul is what they need to do. And what's going to benefit them. And he, this, this dad here in Proverbs telling his son, you need to do this. In Proverbs chapter 4, let's start reading in verse 1. It says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and wholly beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. 
Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. What this father's teaching this son here and commanding his son to do is exactly the same thing that Paul is telling the believers over in Colossians. He's telling them that they need to increase in the knowledge of God. And why do we need to do that? Why is it so important for the Colossians to do that? Why is it so important for this young man to take hold of wisdom and get understanding and apply it to his life? Why is it so important? Well, for both, it's the same reason. Let's keep reading in verse 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked... And go not in the evil way of go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not except they've done mischief, and their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. You understand, we need wisdom and understanding to avoid going down the wrong way with the wrong people. Why is it important to increase in the knowledge of God? Because if you know the truth, then you'll recognize a wrong way. Go back to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Epaphras, that's faithful minister to the Colossians, had most likely told Paul some of the issues that had already crept into the church. One of the first cautions or warnings that Paul gives to them is found in chapter 2 here. In chapter 2 and verse 4 it says, In this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him." rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy of vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Underline those words, not after Christ. Paul says be careful. Be careful falling for philosophy of men. Be careful falling for the traditions of men and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. How many Christians have fallen to these very things that Paul warned the Galatians about? They're trying to adapt the ways of the world into their own worship. 
He's saying, you better be careful. He's warning them already here. <laughs> better be careful falling for this contemporary Christian crowd's philosophy and their ways. People say, well, what's wrong with a little peppy song there? And what's wrong with just a little bit of swaying, just a little bit of dancing, and just a little bit of the world surely won't hurt. Uh, oh, it's going to draw the crowds. Uh, yeah, but it ain't going to draw no spiritual crowd. It's going to draw a fleshly, worldly a lustful crowd. You see, if there's no standard in music, then there will not be a standard anywhere else. Because if any music goes, then any Bible will go. Any dress will go. What does Paul say about all those things in verse 8? Those things ain't after Christ. You see, you can't follow the rudiments of the world and be after Christ and walk worthy of the Lord. You can't do it. What did that daddy in Proverbs say? It's to keep you from going down the wrong path. This is why you need to increase in knowledge and wisdom and get understanding and apply it to your life so that you're not enticed to go after people that have a wrong view of the Lord. How do you keep from falling into those traps? By increasing in the knowledge of God. It was profitable for that young man in Proverbs and it's profitable for the New Testament Christian. The second caution or warning that Paul relays to them is found in verse 16 of chapter 2. It says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of holy day or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. There were those there that were trying to enforce the observance of customs and rites. Basically, just you know, kind of bring it down to where we're at, salvation and works. Salvation ain't enough, you've got to do some works to go with it. Paul had already addressed their faith in Christ Jesus, how that it was enough in, in chapter 1. There's no works required to be saved. So how do you not fall to, to these false teachings? You're going to have to increase your knowledge of God. Because you see, some had already heard these things. Paul said, you better increase your knowledge of God here to not fall after these things. The third caution that he gives is in reference to the Gnostics. In, in Colossians 2 and verse 9 it says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There were those who denied that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's one of the favorite doctrines of the Gnostics. That they maintained that the assumption of human nature by the Son of God was in appearance only. And that he died on the cross only in appearance and not in reality. Why was that such an important belief for them? Because they, they believed that you could sin in your body because your spirit's good. Therefore, you could do anything you wanted to in your body. Oh, I can drink just a little bit. I can drug just a little bit. I can fornicate just a little bit. Oh, a little bit of cursing ain't going to hurt nothing. Why? Because my spirit's good. Oh, just a little lie here and there. Just a little compromise here and there. It ain't going to have no effect on me. Paul says, I beg to differ. Look in chapter 3 and verse 5. He says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. 
fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the way which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye've put off the old man with his deeds. Paul saying, look, this is the things you used to do before you got saved. He says, you're going to have to put off those things. Well, how do you do that? Through the renewing of your mind, which comes from a right understanding of the truth of God's Word. If they were going to walk worthy of the Lord, they could not do the things that are contrary to the Word of God. That's why Paul told them, you need to increase in the knowledge of God. You need to get wisdom and get understanding that comes from God's Word. Why is it so important? It'll keep you from falling. It'll keep you in the right way. You remember that father back in Proverbs? He said, son, you need to get wisdom and get understanding and and you need to put it in your heart. You need to apply it to your heart because, hey, there's going to be a crowd that's going to try to entice you to go in a different way. But he said, those things that I taught you, that instruction will keep you. Laodicea was the capital of Phrygia where Colossae was and Paul told them to pass this letter on to the church at Laodicea. We know how Laodicea winds up. Those in Laodicea would fail to adhere to the truths that are found in this letter. No wonder Jesus came and was knocking on their door. May the Lord help us in 2023 to increase in the knowledge of the God this year. Why? Because it'll keep us right and it'll keep us from falling.